Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's roll. Ready? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now ladies. Oh, wait, I'm ladies. <laughs> Hello. 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 Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. We're a video game music podcast. I'm going to have to kill Pernell's mic in a second here. Yeah. <laughs> because whistling is no good. No good. I outlawed. We stopped, we st- it was it 2018? We said no whistling? You have a lot of nerve to downplay the skill. Or was the it? The absolute majesty that comes from my whistling. Right. I honed this I honed this skill <laughs> on the mountains of Mount Toot. You need you need like a pass, Where's, like where a hall that? pass. You need a license, license to whistle. I toot as I please. <laughs> can I can I get a can I get a whistle license? You don't need a whistle license to toot. It's all about freedom. You go You're to your, free to toot. You gotta go to the county courthouse and you gotta you gotta They can't out a take away forms. our right to toot. Three hundred dollars. Imagine having a license to fart oh, three weeks expensive. later. Yeah, that dice. I like to whistle. The world's going to hear me whistle. I get fined for every time I fart. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I don't have a license, so. Man, oh, yeah. man. So you need to become whack. a pirate. Yeah, it's just I got tickets, unpaid unpaid farting tickets. Take you and the family <laughs> hit the high seas because farting is freedom. Um, we're a video game music podcast. We listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations every week. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm free to fart. And joining um. us today is the talented, the lovely Shell. Shell, how you doing? It's been a long time, and I've missed. Also, was I supposed to record my own audio? I forgot. It's no, long... don't worry about it. I don't have time for all right. anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Saves us all some trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, how has it been? Like, it's been over a year. I want to say, yeah, has it been least, two years? At least, no, it's been at least a year. It would have been back when when the thing you were here to talk about today was going to Kickstarter. So whatever. Yeah, right? Oh my! Oh my God! That was two years ago. Wow! That Jeez! Case, Holy pickle. But so many things have happened in our lives, respectively, since the last time that we've been on, uh, since I've been on this it's podcast. Been a lot, yeah. Uh, I moved my whole office down to the basement because now upstairs yeah. it's a nursery. So <laughs> a lot of Yeah, you, you, got, you got hid. I got knives. And also, I was uh, a, actually, I had my own podcast for a short bit. Oh. Um, I'm no longer on that podcast, but it was called Lifetimes of Save Data. I'm still on very good terms with all the other hosts. Uh, but uh, I was part of the thing, and then uh, and then we went our separate ways amicably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a plug. Lifetimes of saved data. Well, given the title, if you ever want to do a spinoff show, you could just say something like I don't know, like Ghost Data or Ghost Files. Or- oh, I mean the acronym <laughs> the of our drive. show is LSD. Oh, <laughs> even better, call yourself the Ghost Drive. Um, well, what was the show about? If you don't mind me asking, even though it's- oh, also just video games, oh, just okay. nerd stuff, just talking, just four people talking. Yeah. So I talk. I oh my god, I ramble. I was very. I'm I'm a good guest. I'm That's not why as we good love of a having host. you on. Yeah, I'm like yeah, Shell's coming. Yeah. I can just like sit back. 
Hell yeah. Just hang out. I could go through every single knife in my collection. <laughs> Welcome um, to Red of the Pixels, oh, the, the knife cache. But the way, the way, the way you describe that, the, songs. The, the title of that show reminds me it's something that Pernell should do. Because Pernell's got stacks of like old memory cards mm -hmm. from games. Oh my god. And you should just plug them in and be like, oh, i got to finish this one. Play, put in the PS2 memory card, put in the PS1 memory card. Well, that's what I did recently. Maybe you I started should be playing Legend of Lagaya, and I was like, huh, let me see if I have an old What's save file for that. Lagaya. Yeah, on PS1, it came up in general combo, and I was like, I wonder if I have a save file for that. I do. So that game came out before Outcast's Heya. That game came out before <laughs> Shell oh was born. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Two, no, PS1? No way. What, what year was this made? Um, Probably 90s. When were you born? <laughs> We don't, yes. have to, we don't have to. We don't have to. No, not on the show, Nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> 1997, I think. Or 90, or maybe, no, I told you I'm turning 30 this year. Or maybe later than that. Because I thought I'm older than this college. game. I'm older than this game by five years. Well, I have had games I broke <laughs> out before you were born. We oh, yeah, I'm Vandal sure. Hearts, and we played Beyond the Beyond. Well, now I have to look up all these games. Vandal Hearts. We just Hearts, played Rando, Rondo of Blood last night. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That's Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Rondo. I'm older than that game, too. Oh, Vandal no. Hearts. I, what was, I don't even know what you said after Castlevania, Rondo of Blood? No, I'm older than Castlevania. Especially Cap Castlevania, not one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to question these things now. I think it was Castlevania. Me, me, oh, man. no. I was wrong. I'm younger than Castlevania Rondo of Blood I'm, by four days. By four days? Five days. I'll take five it. Five days. I'll uh, take it. Yeah, five days. I love it. That's right. God, I thought, I thought I was older than Castlevania, like, something. Oh, like man. Dracula's Curse or something? <laughs> no. I don't know. My cousin played, played recently. My, my cousin played Simon's Quest, uh, and I, I played sort of Simon, Simon's Quest growing up, and of course it's like the bad Castlevania. <laughs> Whoa! Whoever said Simon's that Quest wrong. is not a good game. It Let's is say, a okay, great let, game. It is the game it is that made not me... not a good game. I it's the game that like made me it. love like it made me realize I loved music and video games because I think I was like in grade school or something. Oh, that quest music. And I was like Castlevania that music. Two. And it was also oh, yeah. before there was a, an established formula for any Castlevania. Oh, what a terrible night to have a curse, Simon's or like that one. Yeah, you gotta keep in mind oh, when Simon's Curse came out, there was only Castlevania before it. There was no formula. Yeah. It was just here's another game. Yeah. So they were trying different things out. Yeah, and then the third yeah. game was like we came up with route systems and sub characters, but we went back to the classic Damn. platformer stages. Yeah. Yeah, Super yeah. Castlevania did that, and then it was like, screw that, let's create a genre. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, just, let's just do Metroid, is what they said. Pretty much. Um, anyway, Shell, we have you on the show today, not to talk about um, Outcast or Castlevania, or how old we are compared to video games. Or You're on the show because the, the game that you were kickstarting so many years ago, that you're definitely older than. <laughs> I am definitely older than... The video game that I'm working on, because that would be really weird. Um, <laughs> it could be a paradox. So, oh God! Predestination. Uh, so I am working on a game called Whisker Squadron Survivor, and two-ish years ago we kickstarted a game called Whisker Squadron, and we actually made it into like two games. Uh, Whisker Squadron Survivor is kind of like Star Fox meets Vampire Survivor. You fly a ship through like Star Fox S corridor levels, mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of enemies, and you gotta survive through 10 zones. And as you kill enemies and collect experience, you get upgrades, and you can kind of do different builds and you fight bosses. 
and uh, it gets pretty intense. I don't awesome. think I've actually ever beaten the game yet because, uh, well, I haven't like tried super hard because I've mostly been testing. Uh, but this game comes out in, uh, as of this recording, in eight days. It comes out August twenty oh. first. Yeah, that's right. August twenty first. August twenty first. Is it going to be on yeah. Steam? I'm assuming it is going to be on Steam. Uh, that is currently. Uh, it's an early access launch, uh, and we're going to have. It's starting with two world, two playable levels. Uh, and a third one is on its way, and they're they're gorgeous. It's this game is called Whisker Squadron Survivor, um, and it's made by Flipfy. They are the developers of Race the Sun. Uh, so if you like Race it. the Sun, you're gonna you're gonna like this game too. If you like Star Fox, you like Vampire Survivors, you like Race the Sun, you like you like games that involve survival and flying and airplane and having really cool music by a really cool and attractive person. Uh, it's it's going to be a hell of a time. So, wishlist Whisker Squadron Survivor, or just to buy it because I don't know when this episode's coming out. It might be out by then. Quick question though. Well, technically two of them. Um, do the All characters right. in Whisker Squadron do the talking like Star Wars? Like, we'll go get it. Do they talk like that? So I originally was going to do that. I was going to have the I, I have actual recordings of actual cats, and I splice it up and try to make it all Banjo Kazooie ish. <laughs> um. It. But it was a little too silly, and our game has gone into a more serious-ish direction. Uh, so right now, the the talking noise is just a, a standard like a like a boop, and it just like boop 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 boop. But oh, like nothing. Flips. Yeah, text flips. Um, so that's what the characters sound like. But who knows? Maybe we'll have. I don't. I'm, I don't. Don't. Don't take this for as a word of law. Like maybe we'll have voice acting. I don't know. Hey, I could do that voice. I could be like, yo, umbubu gibbet. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you have a very distinct voice. You're, you're like the John yeah, Benjamin of podcasts right now. I don't know who John hey, Benjamin is. Um, John Benjamin, uh, Archer, Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know the voice, even if you don't know the name. Trust me on I that. I don't know the name. Yeah, it's Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah. He was also uh, Coach McGurk on um, Home Movies. Home Movies. Oh, my favorite. He was in a Wet Hot American Summer yeah. as a can. As the can. <laughs> as a can. So I guess the second question I have oh, is another just game to make sure I understand. <laughs> Whisker Squadron Survivor is coming out. Whisker Squadron Prime is still in development, though, right? Yes. So we have Whisker Squadron. Uh, there's a subtitle name. Uh, it's but for now, just. Just think of it as like what the game was originally planned as was kind of split into two different directions. Uh, and that is definitely going to be still in development. But first, Whisker Squadron Survivor launches in early access, and then we're going to have some post launch support. And then we're going to flesh out more of what the game, uh, like kind of like an original vision of the game uh, with a sort of new twist. Uh, I don't know how much detail I'm going to go into that because it's. It's kind of on the horizon, but like the there there is still the game that we promised from Kickstarter uh, and the Survivor version. We were honestly not sure if it was just going to be like a playable mode, but then we flushed it out into its own full game, and it's actually so fun. It looks amazing. It, in my opinion, it's amazing, and uh, it's just really fun. It plays really well, and I'm I'm so proud of my team, and I'm proud of my own work. And uh, there's like nine of us working on this game, and I love my team so much. I honestly do. It's such a joy working with them. It just means you have to make another game later. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. 
Yeah, we're gonna make another game. Bark we're doing Forced. two games at least. Bark Force. Oh my god, that's actually a great name. Yeah, the crossover, the Whisker Squadron <laughs> versus the Bark Force. Yeah. I believe. Um, I think this. Yeah, the episode should probably be out by now. Uh, by the time that it launches, or at least right before. But we're actually going to do a a bundle with uh, Exodiac. Uh, which is another game that looks that's like Star Fox inspired, more the SNES Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, our game has taken a sort of like, I would say like a pseudo synthwave look, but the music is not. Though I do want to write more synthwave, mm. um, but that that might be a later thing. Well, we can. Um, I think you brought a track from the game. Uh, to yeah, the I did. Uh, but let's let's listen to some tunes. And so our theme is cats, right? Yeah, I say cats it's, and it's animals. funny. He told me animals, but he was like, but he no! Did, he, he, no, 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 he did prime me. He did say we're primarily looking at cats. Primarily cats. Primarily oh cats. My God. But he said animals, so I came close to being like no. animals. I'll pick animals, but no, I was able to pick solely okay. cats. Okay, because last time we did pilots and stuff, I like and then we did stuff. just pilots. Because you did all these non-pilot things. It was like mech pilot. And I'm like, no it totally thing. counted. It totally counted. Mech pilots and oh, pilots. So, so yeah, we did pilots and stuff. And then we did pilots, I think. And now we're like, well, I can't just do pilot pilot again. So we did <laughs> Could have just done stuff. Stuff. Stuff with chill. Well, of, um, stuff. Oh of, my of God. the tracks that you sent me, uh, Shell, which which track do you want to start off with? Maybe How about we start it? off with uh, with my song since I, you oh. know, since we were already talking about it. Um, there were, a, you know, there's like 14 ish tracks on this uh, on this album. Uh, it'll be on my Bandcamp. It'll be on Steam. I'm shilling so hard. I feel it in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I decided to pick the song that I most recently wrote, uh, and it's called Molten Reactor Meltdown. And it's by me, your favorite at Chowong Audio. All right, let's hear some molten.
poking it out of your head, you're not doing it. Yeah, you spent you spent so much time on it, right? You spent so much time working on the on the on the song and on the pieces that, like, I guess, you t- and you hear it again, you're like, okay, yep, and you start singing along. <laughs> yeah, when you birth the product, the product is a part of you, and as a result, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> At best, it might go away if another one is born that eclipses the previous product. You're like, I don't need no, that I song still, anymore. I, still get in my head. I was tempted to uh, to pick another song called Ravine Lurker. It's a it's like a song that you'll have to like find the location that it's in. Cause is it's, it in a uh, ravine? There. Uh, sort of. It was originally supposed to be written for uh. The idea was originally supposed to be a mushroom, like a fungal cavern, but then it kind of went in a different direction. Uh, and the original song was like a little goofier-ish sounding, and then I, I had like a boss version that just sounds really sick. As cello playing by my good friend Mason Lieberman. Uh, so that song, I just I, I was really tempted to pick, but I decided to go with uh, the this molten uh, reactor meltdown one because you'll you'll more likely hear it in the game okay. and. I think it's a more conventional song, whereas the the, the ravine lurker I almost called pit lurker, um, but that one, yeah, I was, I that's another know, game I was we're like, working on. Guys. Pit lurker, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that uh, that song is uh, you can hear it in the in the soundtrack if you can't find it in game, but hopefully you can find it in game. Wink wonk. I have to um, keep this in mind later because I think man. one of my bucket list items is to get a theme song written. That's right, right. Oh have a, the Purnell theme song, but it's got to be like, um, like, a, like a Saturday morning. Or no, no, like, a, like, a, like a, a primetime Friday night '90s sitcom. Either that, <laughs> it's or Purnell. It can either be that or a Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. Or it, honestly, it can take on so many elements. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I like Saturday morning TV shows. Yeah, I like you know TGIF sitcom shows. I like you know crescendo character themes and RPGs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, it can really be any sort of thing. It just has to be like. This is a theme song. Like if I could, I'm walking, I if I walk to write a, a room, really rinky dink theme song, that would be hilarious. Like I just walk into a room and like the music starts to playing. As long as it doesn't involve a damn tuba. <laughs> oh yeah, I could do that. Don't, have, don't write have, a tuba. It's like, hey, that's the fat guy theme song. Oh, you don't want tuba. You don't. You do or you don't want tuba. I don't want tuba. That's the fat oky, guy. Yeah. That's the fat guy. And theme. I, then I, w- I won't do a tuba. These are important I, I think tuba's great, yeah. but. It's Pernell, <laughs> and then like all you know the 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 laugh track and clapping like <laughs> and it's just like Uncle Pernell, <laughs> just like random. And then you do like, you do some you do cool Uncle guy things. Yeah, like hey everybody, and all the audience applause like it's Pernell. Yeah. Like, oh man, I might uh, if if you if you want me to, I can try and write a very very low effort theme song for you. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it being a high effort because that's what you get your bread and butter from. So yeah, I mean, if you want to pay me, I can I can write you a higher budget one. <laughs> here's your, here's a sample reel. This is what it could sell like for free, but imagine what it would sound like for cash. I'm just I'm just imagining like the the sample. It's just like audio jungle. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta you gotta have that voiceover to make it like uh, you know stamped over so you can't just use it. <laughs> At Chelwang Audio, not licensed for usage. <laughs> like whoa, Chell just blessed my track. Chelwang Audio. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. I like it. So you were talking about wanting to do more synth wavy type stuff, and although this isn't totally synth wavy, that 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 arpeggiated like kind of bass thing certainly is. Yeah. 
Is this like on, I, uh, like you want to do more of like a, this kind of style, or is this kind of like when you're moving towards for this game? So uh, essentially, the the game kind of went in a somewhat more vapor synthwave esque uh, visual style. Um, and the trailer, so we actually have an animated trailer done by D-Cells who are making Unbeatable, uh, this rhythm game that was also on yeah. Kickstarter at the same time as us. And so the the music of the trailer is good, but it's not by me. And people are like, whoa, synthwave visuals and soundtrack. And I go, oh no, <laughs> oh, I, didn't <laughs> no. I didn't have much to do with the trailer. Like some of the game audio that I did is in the trailer, but um, audio of like the animation and like the music of it it's it's more of like a sort of a a dark synth wave-ish thing and i guess you could say something about my my song being dark dark synth wave-esque uh but i don't know um it's just something that i'm like i could explore this more and i guess lean into the sort of genre but like my team is also like hey don't don't feel like you have to Mm. i want to don't feel like you have to uh because you know like trailers obviously are not necessarily always indicative of like everything is going to be 100% accurate you know especially where you have things like Call of Duty using like licensed music like that's not going to be in the game right um and so I'm like yeah 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 you're, you're right um and obviously I'll have a whole nother game to think about and figure out how to do music for because it's going to be it's going to be different I'm going to I'm going to kind of to rack my brain around how to write music for that one but it's funny you say that actually too because it just brought to mind the trailer for a game that came out earlier this year called atomic heart where i came i ended up buying it eventually anyway but originally i was going to buy it because the trailer had like jensen ackles in it from supernatural playing like the character i'm like whoa what? jensen ackles voices the main character of atomic Heart's like no he actually doesn't but we just got him for the trailer for that's some reason, you. that's a big get. It's a big that's get a big to not get. have him in the game, though. It's like, oh man, Jensen Ackles is in the. Oh. Hey, trailers are way cheaper to get someone to act in than an entire video game. Oh, that is true. Don't get me wrong. It's just like you were saying before, where it's, where they were like, don't worry, it's not meant to set you up for what's in the game. It's just sizzle for the game. It's like, okay, that's what they did. They got Jensen Ackles for yeah. the sizzle, but you'll get that guy. It's like, oh man, it's like the sales like they're advertising un- um, unlimited shrimp. Man, <laughs> and the game of Mortal Kombat like actually you only get like three types. Of Jensen shrimp. Ackles left Supernatural and was like right to the boys, and like that was pretty big. Yeah. But oh the yeah. Other, oh, other guy, what's his name? Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki left and went and did Walker Texas Ranger, and I don't think it what? did well. Though I heard the show wasn't bad. No, it's just bad. It didn't do well. well. At least I tried watching it. It was I did I did not have a good time. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, he he did a good job. Uh, Jensen did a good job in the boys. Oh, the boys. Yeah, I missed that. Oh, last what season. the. F- it was, it was it was something he was basically like what if Captain America was because the whole thing about the boys is just like what if superheroes were not good people and it's like it's a, such a it's it's a good show but it's also a very pulpy and very very cynical and scathing kind of like look yes, on like the commercialization and like the consolidation of power and money and government and stuff it's like really good um but also just like, what if superheroes were just unchecked and not good people? Right. And I mean, man. The, the individuals with all of this power, like yeah. the chances of of them being amoral are super high. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it. And Jason Ackles' the, character was like, like you said, Captain America type, but he wasn't evil per se. But he also just did what he wanted. Like that was his shtick. He's not a great guy. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm not saying, but like, it's thing, like it's one thing to say not a great guy. Nothing to say like evil, like cartoonishly yeah. evil. Like he's just more like I do what makes me happy. And if it means that someone's getting screwed in the process, then so be it. But um Yeah. 
the um there there's a show that's similar with the uh, the vibe um the what is it the the salmon bucky the salmon bucky show uh falcon and the winter Shol- Sol- falcon and the winter soldier um which it has some kind of like i don't know about the politics of the show sometimes because it's like oh no our antagonist is too likable we have to make them do a bad thing uh but it was similar where it's like captain america uh is no longer captain america and then what if we had a new captain america but who isn't steve rogers aka like a paragon of of justice and good and i'm like i love steve rogers he's such he's he's the man uh but not steve rogers captain america is well he's not he's not such a a paragon of of justice and he like he's a much more flawed person and so then that that was like a similar thing of like the boys but way less pulpy but then also having some sort of like confusing political kind of stuff because oh no um yeah it's a good show if you ignore the confusing politics of it. Um, I haven't gotten back. I, tra- I watched a couple episodes of that. Oh, which one? There's uh, many Marvel the, shows. The, the Winter Soldier. Falcon one? and the Winter Soldier. Oh, oh I dropped. AKA the Sam and Bucky show. Yeah. I, I pretty much dropped almost everything Marvel. Yeah. When I, not there. because I disliked them or nothing like that. I'm not going, I'm not one of those guys like, I hate it. Just, just like you said, there's yeah, too, too much. much. Like, I, I, much. I lost track. And yeah. then when it just came watched, time to get back on board, I was like, I can't do this. Just watch Shang-Chi. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. All right. And that was a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of Shang-Chi, Simu Liu is in the Barbie movie as one of the Kens. Oh, yeah, I saw that on one of the... uh, That was a fun movie. One of the posters or trailers. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I went went to high school with one of the actresses. Uh, I probably won't say her name on this podcast, but I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, And she's like famous now. But that that movie is is really fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. Neither should you. I still want to see it. I'm probably going to see it when it comes to video or DVD or whatever. But I do want to see it. All right, let's move on to some more music. We're keep we're gonna keep our theme of cats. So I've got got some I've got some interesting ones for you. This is from the game. Oh yeah, (laughs) socks the cat rocks the White House. No, no, I'm sorry. Socks the cat rocks the hill from the Super Nintendo. This is very 90s. This is um, based off of Bill Clinton's Clinton's cat socks. What? Yep, a video game for Bill Clinton. It came up before you were bored. (laughs) Oh no, it did it actually. This is a uh, music from uh, level three. I don't know if this is like the actual name of the song or if they just or whoever ripped it named it that. It's called "Don't Stop to Count the Debt." Level three from Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill for the Super Nintendo. game you played? Super Mario Bros. Which or one? Duck Hunt. Oh, the, 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 the NES one? The combo. Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros. plus Duck Hunt cartridge. Nice. That and Pinball are like my definitely first three yeah. video games. 
Yeah, we, we talked about this before, right? I, what was yours? We were trying to remember them all, and yeah. I, could, I was trying to establish whether it was like combat or pole position or that crappy Atari version of Pac-Man. Oh man, that was bad. Yeah, I remember I, when I grew up, my dad had a. Um, it's like a, one of those like Pong units he got from Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. It had like eight different versions of Pong on it. Mm-hmm. We all had like these little paddle controllers. Um, but that was a long time ago. And then we had a 2600. And yeah, I don't know. We had a lot of games for that. It's why I like asking that question to different people because it's honestly hard for me to remember the specific game. There's like this ball of games that all were in the same era that I played. So when someone's able to definitively say, I played this game first, I'm like, wow, that's actually really cool that you can remember that because I Yeah, can't. well, it's, it's because I had an NES. Like, uh, I had a NES when I was a wee, a wee lad. <laughs> uh, and uh, those were the first three games. And then I, I grew up playing N64 games. Like, I do remember that. But, like, for sure, older than that was the NES with uh, Mario Bros, Duck Hunt, and Pinball. Uh-huh. And then my dad threw it out. Threw it out? Yeah, he got really mad at us, and he threw it out. It was, like, it was awful. Uh, it was awful. See, I threatened so, my nephew with that, but I don't think I'd ever actually do it. Oh, now that I'm a dad, I'm going to throw out so many games. No, no, you're supposed to put them in the closet, but tell them you threw them out, and then when they get good again, you say you repurchase them, and then there you go. But you have to delete the save files, though, that way they know, they don't realize that you just have the old copies. Anyway, we're listening to Level 3 from Socks the Cat, Rocks the Hill, an unreleased game for the Super Nintendo, composed by David Govett. uh, The whole soundtrack's pretty funky. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think that fakey Super Nintendo saxophone is supposed to be Bill Clinton playing the saxophone. Oh my god! Well, he's partly definitely inspired by him being a saxophone <laughs> yeah. player. I love it. I love it. Saxophone. I love that, that fakey like synthy sound that's all pitch bendy for the Super Nintendo. Like I never played this game, but I just mm. remember the game being at the store. Like I'm not even sure if it was ever a Nintendo. No Power. way! Just no, this I game, I don't think it ever released. Yeah. No, this game was unreleased. Did it ever release? No, it had uh, a box. It had a box. No way. I'm going to look this up what right is the, the what, heck I, now. I should probably should look this up. What is the lore of Socks the Cat? It's on the Wikipedia. It wasn't released until 2018. I'm telling you. I feel like I remember seeing this somewhere. We're just gonna You're getting this. Mandela affected, dude. In your old age, <laughs> your memory is getting all Oh, twisted. my back! That's what happens when you turn 57. Right. Oh, yeah. It was planned for release 94 early in uh, Clinton's presidency, but it was canceled um, when Kaneko went under. You know what it may well have been? Probably just saw the general box art somewhere. Yeah, you probably saw like in a in a magazine, and you're yeah. like, yeah, that's because I remember I remember this game too, but I probably just read about it and was like, ooh, I wonder what this game's like in your in your imagination. Because I definitely never played yeah. it. I can tell you right now, I've never in any capacity played it. I get this game mixed up with Rockin' Cats for the for the NES. Oh my god, I remember Rockin' Cat, Rockin the Cats boxing cat, the boxing glove. Gun. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool game. Jeez Louise, I don't remember this game. Dun dun dun. What, Rockin' Cats. Yeah, I don't know either of these. Games. That was one. I want to say that was a later. NES yeah, that game. was that was a late, late in the, um, late, late in the system systems because it was really like like the colors and the animation was like way more advanced. Like like later generation of of these, the later games created for these generations of systems were always like way more advanced than like the first games that came out. If you compare Rock and Cats to like Kung Fu, <laughs> I will say in a God. really disturbing way, like like leading off of what Chell said. I have noticed over the years, as I start to recall older stuff, mm-hmm. that there is this sort of like ripple 
that I have to sift through when it's like, oh, that game, yeah, I've played that, but I have to recall whether or not I'm referring to an actual memory or like just the dialogue of having discussed it in the past. <laughs> oh so my god. It gets weird. Like, I'll be hanging out with some friends where we talk, we were all getting onto like the whole kinds of nostalgic games, like retro games. Like, oh yeah, that game, what's such such. You remember the boss of level two? Like, I do. But give me a Do minute. You? Let me sift through the records here because <laughs> I feel like I'm confusing with the boss from level two of a whole nother game that also features werewolves. Like it screws with me. <laughs> and I, this maybe is me trying I'm... to remember. Like when someone says my name and they say hi, and I don't have the context of how I know them, I have to sift through my entire memory data bank of like who is this face and voice. It's like that, but with video games, you're like, who is the second boss of of this game? <laughs> Am I getting mixed up between Gunstar Heroes and Wild Arms or something? Yeah. I don't even know. I haven't played Wild Arms. Is a, yeah, okay, Pranel, what is the third boss of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers for the NES? Do you well, remember that? First oh, of all, I wouldn't know that because there could be any third, multiple third bosses in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So Listen to this. Listen to this trivia. Was, trivia, man. I mean, it's the facts. I mean, <laughs> it, Zone A is the first level, but then you branch off between uh, Zone B branching, and Zone C. Branching oh, paths. no. That's the trivia lore. He knows the trivia because there are multiple answers. <laughs> he got God. <laughs> he got God. Forget Gamer. it. You know what, Pranel? It's China. Backing pick, out. Pick, pick some He's music so I don't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Forget it, Rob. It's oh. China Tale. All right, this comes from the game Pochi and Ya. Um, I just got it and found it as background music nine, and I played this God. on the Neo Geo. Oh my god. This is composed by one of these people, Daisuke Nagata, Katsumi Tanaka, or Kohayashi. Yeah, I think they're part of the, the, the Neo Geo or the SNK sound team. So here we go. How bad of a time I'm having, I feel like it feels good to just be hanging out listening to VGM in the basement. Like, it, it, right. has, a, it has an effect. Playing it, Melee in the basement while listening to random music, that's the life, my man. Yes. Oh, admittedly, I suck at Melee, but still, I can that's see that okay. big tons of fun. I, I oh, still have my so Smash good. Brothers Ultimate Bomb game. I bought all the DLC, and I'm sure I've unlocked, like, two kids. <laughs> <laughs> This one of the games like I want to get people around to play, but no one wants to, and I'm not good enough to be playing with the big boys, so I just kind of uh, don't okay. go to tournaments. Dude, I'll just play random characters against you. I'll, I'll rock my Pichu. I'll rock my. Uh... I feel like you'd still wallop me with any character. <laughs> yes, you're right. I would, but damn friendship. It's not about it's not about winning. It's about having a good time. I remember talking about friends. Wrap round one with a uh, Ian. And I was like, oh, they got an a Ultra Street Fighter 4 cabinet. And I was like, I, I used to love this game. And he's like, well, I, you're so good at it. Like, I'll just pick random characters, you know? And it just, it got really boring real fast. Because he was just, like, stomping you with yeah, the randos. Yeah, I'm like, stop jumping. Yo. I know all the anti-air. Stop jumping. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Also, Street Fighter 6. I forgot to talk to you guys about Street Fighter 6. 
Oh. You still got time. It's just the time, but Pernell, lead us out on this track. Okay, so you are listening to BGM9 from the game Pochi in Nya, as in the cat, the sound that the cats make in Japanese anime and such. Um, yeah. Um, released for the Neo Geo <laughs> and composed by Daisuke Nagata, Katsumi Tanaka, and Kota <laughs> you know the sound the cats make. Ah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, war you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my experience with this game is the fact that I don't know what the story is. Like I don't for most puzzle uh, games because that's kind of not puzzle important. Game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what I do know is I played this at one of our Neo Geo gatherings and the person was like, you like puzzle games, right? I was like, yes, I do. It's like, you've probably never heard of this game. It was one of the last Neo Geo games to come out and he had a copy of it, like a physical copy of it. So he hooked it up. We were playing it. And the idea behind this, as far as a puzzle goes, it's a typical drop blocks puzzle game, but the pieces are multicolored cats. Oh, it's really cute. And um, at any time you, basically like in typical puzzle games, you link the matching colors up so they line up and touch. But at any time, you can just change the blocks into like their destructive versions, like oh, crash so, blocks. So you're not waiting for like that crash gem. Exactly. In, you in turn it into a crash order. whenever you want. Oh, I like that. Um, and the garbage blocks that you send over are actually like stone dog statues. So <laughs> oh. that's the pochi component of the title. And the different characters. Pochi's char- a dog? Yeah. Pochi's for dog and nya's for cat. Um, gotcha. So. The whole premise of the game is like these random characters battling each other by dropping cat blocks and breaking them and turning them into dog statues. It's the weirdest premise, but the music in the game is an absolute bop. Like I like every track in the game. Yeah, this is pretty frantic. Like this is like that kind of like super happy like anime cat music that I associate with Pernell, honestly. Happy, happy uh, cat music. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's circus music anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is kind of circusy to me. Like, I imagine like at, at a carnival, this music playing. Oh, I can work yeah. with that. And the funny thing about this, the thing I liked about it the most is that when I was introduced to it, it was in the 2010s, um, maybe mid to late 2010s. But when I was introduced to it, it was a old puzzle game that was new to me. And uh, 2010s, kind of like how it was with Landmaker where it felt amazing to get to play this old retro puzzle game in a modern day as if it was new to me. So it was like learning Magical Drop 3 all over again. Oh, wow. So it felt great to be like, oh, we're doing a tournament. We're doing a Pochi Nyan tournament. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And I, oh was, my getting, God. I was going to town on this damn game. I love it. Yo. It feels good. I mean, as a tournament player for Pochi and Nya. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm like the best at puzzle games because I'm bad at a lot of games. Sure. But if there were a genre right, of game where I felt like I could actually compete with people at a tournament level, it is the puzzler genre. So I will get it in. Just don't play me in freaking um, Tetris Attack because I learned from a friend how brutal that game can actually be. Planet Puzzle League, on the other hand, oh, yes. I so, will go but they're to both, they're, both, they're both panel to pawn, though, right? Yeah, but Planet Puzzle League is with the stylus, which means you don't have to worry about the sliding the blocks uh, into the right the spot. You're just you're dragging as you need to, yeah, as you fast just, as you, you want. You just touch the pieces, right? Yeah, you're as fast yeah. as your hand can move. Yeah, I'm really into... like We used to be playing puzzle games all the time competitively. We had a group... Um, DS players. Yeah, it was like... Was, yeah, we all yeah. We all hang out and play um, fighting games, but then um, yeah. we, would play, we would bring over like puzzle games and be like, hey, "Look, no, this is really good too. <laughs> we should do this also." We play like Puzzle Fighter, and we play. Um, oh man, we play uh, uh, Puzzle Fighter was the main one. Yeah, puzzle Fighter yeah. still has it too. Like I was at a bar yeah, down at Rehoboth Beach, is like an arcadey bar, mm-hmm. but uh, arcade games. I'm like, okay, I've always been saying that the arcade 
the aspect of these classic bars is kind of more decorative than like appealing long term. You keep it down a little bit. Mm. But the alternative to that is that in addition to that, they had tables at the bar area that had retro machines set up, like the Turbo Graphics and the Super Nintendo. Wow. Retro and they had the PlayStation retro, you know, mini PlayStation mini setup. So we were at the bar playing Super Puzzle Fighter while drinking beers and such, and we were drawing small audiences as we were getting into it. Like it still holds up. Well, you get really excited playing these games, and uh, the more excitement that you have, enthusiasm, it kind of gets people involved around you. And fighting yeah, games dude. are the same way. Let's yeah, listen to, dude. Okay, let's listen to some more music, and let's talk about Street Fighter. Because I've seen a lot of Street oh Fighter Six, but I have played. Zero amount of Street Fighter. No, so. for real, dude. I I yeah, uh, the console. I don't have a lot of time right now. And it's is it only PS5? I want to say maybe Steam also, but it's PS5. Oh yeah, I can't play it then. Yeah, I don't I don't have room in my house for a PS5. <laughs> well, it's Steam. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's Steam. Hook me up with a computer, guys. <laughs> you have a computer. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that does not have a 3D card or anything 3D related. Oh, you can make that happen. I can make that happen. Yeah. Could. I could make yeah. that happen. You could make that happen. No, no, no. Computers yeah. are for work. <laughs> Game stations are for games. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Separation of church and state. <laughs> I'd like to have my computer be powerful enough to play video games for testing. Wink, wonk. Ah. But also, you know, for like, funsy. I actually just haven't been playing nearly as many games as I used to. I is this getting older? It is yeah, definitely getting is. older. Yeah. That's how they get you. I still play more games, but I, my mind doesn't want to sometimes. It's just like it's almost like routine. Yeah, I've mostly been playing Ark Knights on my phone, which is a gotcha. Gotcha tower defense. Oh, man. I do like the idea of tower defense. With gotcha components? No, no, no. no. You love yeah, I, I stopped well, at tower yeah. defense. <laughs> I stopped yeah. at tower defense. I, I, it's unfortunate that's a gotcha, but I actually legitimately love Ark Knights. That's the thing. It's like there, there have definitely been a couple of games I've come across where it's like, this does look like fun. I just don't want to start because I know I'm going to get mad. I'm like, I want to unlock that. Well, That's you how they can get play you. for a month or just pay for it right now. I'm like, well, nope. But I agree That's with you. Like, you. That's how they get you. Boop. I looked up Ark Knight and it looks like a tabletop game. So maybe I'm looking uh, at it's it. Ark Knight is... Uh... A R K N I G H T S. That's a it's by Yo Stars. Got it. And it's a tower defense. Yeah, it looks gotcha. good. It's really fun. Really fun. All right, let's listen to some more tunes. Chell, you brought a few couple more tracks. What should we listen to next? Right. So, um, for my next track, I decided to choose from the Hat in Time DLC, the Nyakuza Metro. Uh, rush hour. I believe there is calm hour and rush hour, and I believe the rush hour versions for like combat. Uh, but it's like a five minute long track. It's like it's really it's really dope. Uh, that's by it's on the YouTube link. I'm sorry. His, I, <laughs> his name is three names. It's Pascal. I forgot his full name. I, I know it's Pascal something. We, we get it when we come back. Yeah, we get when we come back. Don't worry about it. Here we go. Let's listen to some music from Hat in Time.
All right, we're listening to um, music from the Hat in Time, the Dinyazuka Metro, music by Pascal Michael Stiefel, and we're talking about Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I did have yeah. something to comment related to this, which is I'm glad that Chell likes the game proper, though, because um, I played it a ways I, back, but didn't beat it. I played a good chunk of it, though, and then stopped and forgot about it for years. And in the last week and a half, it's come up in a bo- in a video game of the month group I'm in, and this is going to pretty much be the game of the month for next month, because many of us, including me, voted for it. So I will be diving deep into this game again Good. very soon. Um, but I did get nostalgic for it and boot up a, one of the bonus levels in the uh, in the movie studio stage, where oh, man, you're like yeah. jumping on a bunch of pipes and like electrical wires. I'm like, this game is still fun, but man, this camera is driving me crazy. It, I don't think it's that bad. So Hat in Time is a 3D platformer collectathon that is inspired by like Banjo Kazooie, Mario 64 slash Sunshine, Wind Waker, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. It's like the culmination of so many things that I love. And it's a pretty good marriage Wait, why of it. Paper so Mario? Being, the the humor. The oh, humor okay. and the writing is very Paper Mario style. Uh specifically Thousand Year Door. Thousand Year Door is one of the greatest games ever made. And you yes, can tell when people love Thousand Year Door because it like it has affected their humor and writing and art style almost too. I'm trying to remember um, if it was Thousand Year Door, the original Paper Mario had the turtle that called Mario Murphy. <laughs> oh. I always I reference like, hey there, Murphy! I love that. That's so funny. That's, I want to say that's Paper Mario 1, but I don't remember who. I don't remember who does that. It was like a mayor, um, like a um, turtle mayor. Oh, no, no, that's Thousand Year Door. That's Thousand Year Door. Because, um, yeah, that's in like Coop Village. But, uh, yeah, basically, Hat in Time is a really fun game, and they released two DLC for it. Um, uh, the first level, basically, there, there's, like, there's four main levels, or, like, five, kind of. Uh, first one's, like, kind of standard. This, the Then there's, like, the the movie world, which is, like, really weird and interesting in a fun way, um, and it's very distinct. And then there's, like, a spooky level. My favorite uh, but one. Then the fourth world. The, the fourth one. Did you ever get to the, the, like, the windmill one? No. Like the wind? That one is... That one, they just say, go. And then you just walk around and explore and just do really, really good platforming levels. And it's so fun. Uh, but then they also release... Do you think it's better than uh, the force, though, with the freaking spooky guy? Yes. Like, sell me your soul. It's, that it's guy's so hilarious. But um, the yeah, the fourth level is, is really just... It's just pure gameplay. There's not as much story in that area, but it's just super fun. And then the, the first DLC is like this Arctic cruise. That one's like, okay. Uh, and then the the next DLC is the Nyakuza Metro, which is also just a big playground. It's so fun. It's 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 like you're in basically like Tokyo with a, a bunch of cat yakuza, and and you got new cool outfits to wear. And it's just really, I honestly, I want to replay the game and try and uh, re 100. It. I would I would do. I, I wouldn't. I, w- I was like, maybe if I were a speedrunning game, I would pick Hat in Time. But honestly, I would probably just do a, a, a regular ass play of, of just going through and getting all the time pieces because it, it's such a good game. It's so good. Yeah, the humor is on point. The platforming yeah. is solid. I like the different hats and the abilities yeah. that most of them give you. It's just good, and it. And there's also a lot of mod support. It just it. I think at least when it came out, it, obviously I'm, I'm assuming it still holds that vibe. But when it first came out, it felt like someone redid it and like released an unreleased N64 platformer. Like yeah. It felt good to play. Pro ZD's voice acting in that game. Uh, oh. 
it's it's just really fun and it's it's cute and it's adorable and it, it is a culmination is of a kid. lot of <laughs> yeah kid. hat kid she's adorable hat kid is is my daughter I, I uh, she's just a she's just a goober. And is the um, pro, in the in the um the her rival like mustache antagonist? Kid? Yeah, her her antagonist is this girl named Mustache Kid, uh, <laughs> and there's also like this disco penguin and this train conductor who might be an owl, but it's not clear. And this giant shadow guy, which is a sick boss fight with the, one of the sickest boss tracks ever. Like his 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 boss music is so good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it is a really really good game. And if you like if you like uh, 3D platformers like Mario 64, Banjo Kazooie, and you like art style of Wind Waker, and you like the humor of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, you're gonna have a great time. Also, there's mod support and online multiplayer. Oh, huh. yeah, I, you can do two player co-op, or you can just have a like a whole group of like. Up to like fifty people just running around in a giant playground. That, oh, that works. That's cool. Would it just be just There's doing like your lobbies. own thing, or still like you're still trying to fulfill the stage goals? You're you're mostly. I mean, it's like both. Like you're you're kind of independent. It's kind of like how Pokemon's current multiplayer is in, in Violet, where you can have like up to four people. Just it's not nearly as interactive as I, I hoped Pokemon would be. Uh, but like, cause you're all just kind of doing your own thing. But you can also play pick. You can go to a picnic together. Um, Anyways, though, and you do raid battles together. But um, mostly, like, oh, in Hat in Time, uh, say you have, like, 50 people in a lobby, and if you're all in, like, a big Discord or whatever the heck, you can do tag. You know, you can just be like, let's play tag. Or or whatever. Uh, or hide and seek. I don't know. You can do something fun and silly like that, because it's just a big old playground. I love that. Um, but also, I think you have the independence of just, like, you're all in the same lobby, but you might be able to be in different worlds. You're just, like, pseudo-connected. Um, but you can also do two player, which is like a lot more interactive, and like you're like hard tied to each other. I would like to try that actually. Then and it's that's really kind of cool fun, that, they, yeah. that they would add that feature. Yeah, sure it, was like a, it was a later add into the game, but it's cool. They was like, hey, you know what, you want to play together with your friends? Now you can because yeah. this is a One labor of, of love game. But it does also feel like it was a labor of love game, not like a capital. Oh yeah. Game. Well, I feel like it's, it was kickstarted. Yeah, to include like networked multiplayer into a game has to be something you have to think of early on. You can't just like oh tack, my god, tack it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So it must have been something planned that maybe eventually they were able to finish, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It might have been a Kickstarter bonus because um, I think two player co op was uh, in Kickstarter works, mm-hmm. and then I think later they did like the, the fifty multiplayer thing. That's cool. Um, I have so many feelings about people who think you can just tack multiplayer onto yeah, things because no it is not. It's it's not like that. You can't just do that. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Yeah, you have to think about these things early, early on, <laughs> when you're developing all of the little engines and pieces and and, and all the parts that work together. Um, all right, so we're gonna move on to my next track. Uh, this is another. Any we actually talked about this one earlier. This is from Rock and Cats. Rock and Cats. Cat based uh, platforming game for the NES. From well, well back in the day. We're going to listen to music from the New York stage.
see what was the last what was the last NES game released? All right, we're listening to music from Rockin' Cats. It's a short one, it's a shorty. This is New York for the NES. This is cool. So this game, you're you're like a it's like a like a '50s '60s like gangster style cat running around, but you have like a like one of those guns that that punch shoots out a punching glove. Mm-hmm. And what? You, and you can use it to hit enemies, but you can also use it to like hit throw it at an angle and swing around like um like Belmont in uh, Castlevania Four. And that's kind of like the main um, way you get around the stages as you swing around and do spins and stuff in the air. It's it's really it's really smooth. It's really fast. So it's uh, really colorful for an NES title, which is which is really great. So, all right, the, how old the, is this game? Pronounced? So the running joke on this episode has been me, you know, prodding Chelsea, like this game is older than you. Blah, 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 blah. Um, is it older than me though? But then the question well, became, what was the last release? Ninety one. It was game? a ninety one. Oh, so, it is so older, than, older me. than you. It's so, older than me. But like, I started to question, like, for the sake of like making an easy hit, like, what was the last released NES game? Because I knew they released well into the Super Nintendo's life, and it turns out that it was a combination of two different games I've come across. One was like the PAL version of The Lion King, which came out in '95. Mm. But the last full blown, like at least in the states, US release was um, Wario's Woods at the end of '94. I love Oreo Woods. It's such a good game, actually. Oh my god, I played that so much on Animal Crossing sixty or Animal Crossing the GameCube uh, with the. Oh, F- that was NES one of the emulators. games you could get one of the carts. Yeah, I played. I played Balloon Fight, Excite Bite, Wario Woods, Donkey Kong. I also I had DK Junior. Oh, Cuckoo Land. I had DK Junior Math. Um, I had golf on my other town, which I like barely played. I feel like there's an alternate universe where I got Punch Out and I got really into Punch Out. I guess um, speaking of that, actually, like that's something that came up in dialogue for like regarding Animal Crossing that I don't understand how Nintendo hasn't done this. Like, so the like you said earlier, one of the earlier Animal Crossing games, probably more than one of them, offered the ability to buy using your bells. You could buy NES carts <laughs> and then yeah. play those NES carts in your house with the TV and the game console. So the, those games are only playable through Animal Crossing. Yeah, like in the game. <laughs> so like what so yeah. Animal Crossing still has to work. But the thing about it is that Animal Crossing's one of their big hooks is inviting people to your town to engage with you in your town, but they don't have things you can buy specifically with the intent to invite people to your island to your house to play things. Like they should have games you can buy that you can take and say, okay, you're coming to my island. I'm going to set up a play day for all of my friends to come to my island and we can do stuff together. Like, that just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. You can have these multiplayer games. You can yeah, have- why can't you just throw in multiplayer? Well, they have. Well, they have oh God, I will kill you. <laughs> I will. I will. I will pick you up and I will throw you. <laughs> Just chop down your trees. That's pretty much what you could do. Chell gives you the spinning SPD. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, what do you do when oh, you go to Animal Crossing other people's towns? It's like, oh, this is a nice neighborhood. Be a shame if someone vandalized yeah. it. Like, I mean, there's nothing well, to really do. Yeah, well, that's why you have to have. Um, you have to have friends that can give you that. That you can give like modding ability so that you can build an island together because there's not much else you can do besides just here's my town and here's my neighbors and here are my froggy chairs <laughs> it's like give me something Le- legitimately that was a pandemic activity of like check out my froggy chair collection <laughs> i cannot move them when you're all here the pandemic is why i gave the game another chance because i was oh God, done with yeah. animal crossing that was like the pandemic game like like Two or three years, no, maybe four or five years before it was Pokemon Go. 
Like that was the game everyone played. Oh my God. For some reason, like that everyone game brought world peace. Everyone yes, came outside to play that game, and then suddenly everyone was trapped inside, mm-hmm. and then it became Animal Crossing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Animal Crossing for that time, it served its purpose. What's the next thing? What's the next? I don't thing? even want to know. Cause it's going to be something <laughs> bad. I'm it's sure. Bro, it's in this future where we all have to live in trees, and we're all playing. I don't know Donkey Kong, oh some version gosh. of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Barrel launching trees. And well, it's just a game called The Ground. <laughs> the Ground. I, 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 I have a friend named Chase who wrote who worked on a game called I believe A Ground. So maybe that'll be the, the hit. I'm ready for it and we'll see, but it'd be take my time. I still have things I need to do before I get absorbed in the ground. Um <laughs> Oh man. But like I know the Cave Story. <laughs> oh god, Cave Story was so good though. I mean I'd be okay so for good. that. I'd be that A-okay. game is so good. Yes, it is. I so if that was the only game you had left to play ever, you'd be happy. Well, oh. not so much. Not go nuts mm. here. The game has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. I mean, I need something that's going to give me True. longevity. You can play that. You can play the beginning, middle, and end many times. Uh, I, I feel play. like Super Smash Bros. And if I were to pick six games, right, so there, there's a fun mind game or a fun like mental idea of like if you had picked five or X games without. Any internet access, what games would you pick? And it's like, okay, for me, it would be at least one of the Super Smash Brothers games, uh, maybe a modded version of Melee where I can play with like harder computers, or maybe Ultimate just because there's so much content. Uh, and then Super Hexagon, probably just because you get lost in the sauce. Um, but then there's like so many others, like maybe like endless legends which is a 4x and there's just so much text that you can read like so it's like if you were to pick five games like and you were stuck in like solitary confinement for, oh like, that's a, year, that's right? an added element it has to be solitary confinement because i was yeah, gonna like, say mario party but no 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 yeah if you were if you were if you were like stranded or you were stuck somewhere with no internet and you had five games that you could choose and it was like okay well i got i got one of the smash bros maybe like a modded version of melee maybe pm or something um super hexagon uh, Endless Legends, and then like I don't know what else. Dicey Dungeons could be a pretty fun one to have. In oh, solitary. I need to finish the Dicey Dungeons uh, DLC. I have it on my phone. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, Di- like- Dicey Dungeons is a solid pick, and it, it, there's a lot all a the banger, content yeah. for each of the different characters. Like I would obviously finish it someday, but I think it would take me a while to pull that off, and it's fun I- just to mess around with. It's a great game. I just don't think it's nearly as challenging as some of the other um, roguelike. Like Whisker Squadron Survivor, oh, um, but also. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, like um, Sheer and the Wanderer is still to me like the toughest of I that even, ilk. Like I mean, wait, I will, what is this? Sheer and the Wanderer is like um, it was one of the OG roguelike games, but then the version I got into playing was the For Tower of Fortune, the Dice of Fate, which has some brutal content in the post game to the point where I could never conceive myself beating it. I could never or perceive myself having completed. Mm. So I would have that just knowing that I'll live on an island completely frustrated of <laughs> dying over and over again well into old age and death. Just like, oh, well, <laughs> you should kept trying, kid. Um, but with Dicey Dungeons, I don't think the game by design was meant to be like a game where you're going to just get stuck, stuck. No, no. It is it is like it is a healthy level of challenge. Yes. So uh, Sharing the water is not... <laughs> If, if I were to pick a, if I were to pick a roguelike, uh, I mean, let me check my roguelike folder. I have a friend I mean, who like did the final dungeon of one of the content elements of Sheer and the Wanderer, the Dice of Fate. Actually, it was Mike. He'd listen if he's listening to the episode, and uh, 
the last level of this stat this statue cave is so bonkers BS that he actively oh, not only did he solve it because he wanted to get the trophy for it, but he wrote a small FAQ and it what? was multiple pages long. Like it was just freaking God. sick. And I'm like, you put in some time for this thing. He's like, well, I was determined to beat it, but <sighs> yeah, it, it's that thing was like I was like, Game I would never dude, done with this. the with the text art. Yes, it's it was. I think I would do either Enter the Gungeon or Risk of Rain too. I could I could play Gungeon for a long, long time. As your I've island game, I've not really scratched yeah. the surface of of uh, Enter the Gungeon, but I know that if I were trapped for a long time, that's the game that since I barely scratched the surface, and there's so much game in that game, oh, I could I could probably spend a long time just. So I guess that's a, that's I feel a, like that's, you gotta have something chill too. That's a question for listeners, actually. Now that you mention it, because I feel like that's some good dialogue that could come up either in yeah, the Discord right? or just if someone writes in or anything. If write had, in the comment. <laughs> if you could name five or so yeah. Desert Island single-player games specifically, because it's gotta be solitary. Um, I mean, if you could do multiplayer games, you just wouldn't have other people to play with. Like if you could play Mario Party with computers. That is true. You're allowed to do that. Just know that whatever game you pick, you don't have humans to play with you. And you don't have internet access. Because of that, I would never, I don't think I would ever choose a fighting game because I feel like those games are, to me, I enjoy the most with with other people. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You can only battle Seth in Street Fighter 4 so many times (laughs) before you wonder what the point is. It's true. The the computers in Street Fighter 6 are actually really good. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mostly just play online, though, because it's good. I haven't, I've been slowing down. I haven't played since Rashid came out. And then Guilty Gear Strive has had new stuff too, and I'm like, oh my god, they're adding Mr. Johnny, not Mr. Johnny, Johnny. Mr. Johnny. I know Johnny, Daddy but Mr. Johnny is a little too much. Ooh, Daddy Johnny. That's definitive. Oh man, can Daddy Johnny, with all his coins, be my sugar daddy to buy me all my expensive battle songs? <laughs> Did you uh, watch? I need, I need a I need a sugar parent to buy me battle songs. They're not. <laughs> Did you watch any um, Evo this year? Oh boy, I did. I watched on Sunday at least. So I caught King of Fighters mm. um, and Guilty Gear and um, uh, Street Fighter. I watched all Street Fighter and Guilty Gear top six. Uh, part of King of Fighters because uh, my internet was being a little bonked up and I was like doing other tasks. And uh, I, I did end up seeing like I think the grand finals for Tekken or maybe I saw top six for Tekken. I don't know. I saw part of Tekken. Uh, but yeah, Evo was great. Oh, and I saw part of Dragon Ball. I forgot about Dragon Ball. And I guess also, um, what's that other game? The uh, Grand Blue exists. I don't know. I don't particularly care much about Grand Blue. Poor um, Grand Blue. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Guilty Gear was hype. Uh, except that uh, Happy Chaos is a plague upon our video game because he is antithetical. I could do a whole podcast about how Happy Chaos is antithetical to Guilty Gear. My friend hates Ken more than uh, I hate Happy Chaos. Or, like, my friend hates Ken as much as I hate Happy Chaos, uh, at least for Street Fighter 6. But honestly, I think Ken is, like, so core to Street Fighter, even though if he is, like, really, 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 really good in Street Fighter 6. But Happy Chaos is just antithetical to Guilty Gear in so many ways. It just, like, kills a lot of that, what Guilty Gear is about. Oh, that's an actual character name. I thought you were describing an actual player that plays in the tournaments oh no 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 it no, sounds no, like no. someone's handle right like someone's, yeah there's happy, happy chaos. chaos aka brian smith leffen <laughs> known <laughs> super smash brothers melee player played happy chaos this year at evo 
and one chaos. spoiler sorry but like nah, I, have, I have to catch up i meant to meant to watch it then didn't get around to it um cause things were late things are late when they, all this stuff runs on the east coast it's like i mean on the west coast rather it's, it's late right the positive, well it's people, in vegas specifically yeah i mean as long as they're recording it for posterity you can always catch yeah yeah up I, can, later. I can always catch up my friend in the uk who... fell asleep during final top six of street fighter because it was like, like 1 a.m eastern I mean, yeah. it's not about the ending so much as like what led to the ending. Well, I was thinking what I was originally wanted to do this year was like because um, a week after Evo, like right after Evo and at the same um, uh, hotel casino is Black Hat, the big um, security conference that I go to every year. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna go, gonna to go a week earlier and go see Evo and then roll right into Black Hat. <laughs> that would have been fun. But uh, that, is, that didn't work You're in a out. security conference? Yeah, it's it's um like all like the there's there's it's it's Black Hat and Defcon. So like Black Hat is like all of like the security vendors and like the CIA and FBI and what? stuff. And Defcon after that is like no one gives their real names and no one pays in, and everyone pays in cash. And it's like what? Yeah, it's like hey, here's what are one. you? What? Why are you going to this conference? Because I'm a I'm a security guy for my company. I do it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, want to be my sugar daddy? <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. He's like, I don't have. He's oh. like, I'm, he's like, I'm already I'm being spread thin I, over here. Chill. I'm, I'm already a dead. <laughs> yeah, thin, which is why. I didn't What's go to another that kid? <laughs> he's already got What's the sugar. <laughs> the sugar has been all, like, I need is, all I need is a knife. Like shell, the sugar has been claimed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't keep you playing knives around with my my kid like that, shell. Oh, don't worry, I got trainers. The one I'm flipping right now is a trainer. I see because you've been picking it up with your foot. What makes a trainer? Uh, like it's not a real blade. No, this one's metal, but this one is plastic. This one's my trans flag flipper. It looks like a kitty cat. <laughs> this one, this one yeah. was a live blade, but it was um, I, I sanded it down so it's not sharp enough to actually cut anything. Oh, that's good. Yeah, this is my favorite knife, the LBY Cygnus. I could do a whole like. There's no visual element to this podcast. So I'm <laughs> no. so sorry, to listeners, but. Uh, you can check out my secondary YouTube channel, Chelwong Balasong, as well as my primary YouTube channel, Chelwong Audio, except Chelwong Balasong is where the Balasong talk is. Are you ultimately working up the, the ability to just have, like, your battle stance for combat where you have two knives and you're twirling them simultaneously and then your intro oh, music plays? I can kind of twirl two knives at the same time, but I'm very much not left-handed, so it's it's harder. Like the Final Fantasy VI theme starts to play, or the battle theme starts to play, you're like, don't remember the sixth one. That's the boss, right? Is that the boss theme? That's the regular battle theme. Boss decisive battle. Oh, yeah. Rage That's one. Yeah. Well, we gotta watch out. We might get we might get a content ID on YouTube. We're talking over the same like short loop, aren't we? Oh yeah. We should probably move on to to Pernell's. No way. No, this is my favorite part. Oh yeah. At this point, that's played over and over again. This is halfway. This is probably good. Like they just kind of like talk over too. That's what I thought. I just like you know, it's kind of fun in the background. All right, um, Pernell. Why don't we get on back? Okay, so. The next track I have for this episode is actually from a game that I recalled a few nights ago for this episode, and I'm glad I did because now I want to go back and play it again. It's been a long time, um, but it was released on the Xbox 360, um, and it was by the Gump Company Behemoth called Battle Block Theater. Oh yeah, the wait, boss... are there cats in that game? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, you're right. I this is the boss stage theme for that game. Um, and I did not look up. Oh, the composer is named Patrick, conveniently, Katani. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, the city of Wyoming. The city of Wyoming. The city. city. Not, not, Actually, not, yeah, probably not, a real, not a real city. Well, the city may exist, actually, but the state uh, doesn't. Apolo- apologies to everyone. No, Delaware lives, doesn't exist. Lives in Wyoming. Delaware probably also doesn't exist. We're like... There are three people I know who pretend to be from Delaware, <laughs> and you're two of them. <laughs> two of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Four of them. You're half of the people I know that pretend to be from Delaware. <laughs> we're the, we're, is that, Delaware is not real. Change br- my mind. We're the Bermuda Triangle of the United States. Just, <laughs> you should, you, yeah. Pennsylvania's armpit. You drive through. Delaware was invented by big corporations to evade taxes. We did. Yeah. Actually, that's a fact. No, we, we didn't invent that it. That is a fact. We just perfected it. <laughs> Delaware is was uh, is a is a is a conspiracy created by big corp to evade taxes. And we have friends who work for CSE, Corporation Services Corporation, and that's all they do. <laughs> what? They is just, that real? Yeah, they just incorporate places. That sounds so fake. It is. I, it is I can't, it's big. It business. makes big money though. So yeah, I yeah. bet it does. You have an office in Delaware, but no one's in it. I Nothing remember. like evading taxes, paying paying a buttload of money to avoid paying even more money. Or you can drive down here and enjoy tax-free shopping. And I remember coming across one or one thing where like there was an address that they used. Okay, that's actually it was like on one of the, like special where they were actually talking about the whole practice of incorporation, and they referenced an address that was actually like two blocks from my old job. So I actually walked to the address, and it was pretty much between like a Chinese restaurant. And like a Damn, small please. laundromat, and it was yeah. like this little narrow building that had nothing in it. <laughs> like, For okay, now, dude. I'll come down and we'll do tax-free shopping, and we'll do a whole fashion montage, and and then and Rob <laughs> and I will sit there with our arms crossed, and we're like, no, 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 and then we'll be like, no, and then you'll come out with the perfect outfit, and we'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it'll have it'll have some <laughs> sort of music, and we'll we'll get you. But it's gonna be all Falcom music because <laughs> we're because somehow we're gonna have to keep the Sunshine the, Coastline. We're gonna have to keep, keep your uh, keep your positive spirits up through this whole process. Yes, and it, if anything it's gonna do it, it's gonna be probably Sunshine Coastline. Yeah. So I'll take it. So uh, uh, tell, tell me about Battle Block Theater and like what what makes what's what's the theater here? So if I can remember correctly, the, uh, it's been a while. It's uh, a theater. The, theater right? the game is a two D platformer with the premise being that a bunch of avatars are on board the SS Friendship. It's a boat <laughs> out in the ocean because they're all such yeah. great friends. And then in the middle of a storm, which the narrator is amazingly amazing, and then he goes, the water goes whoosh, 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 and the boat goes, whoa! <laughs> the boat crashes onto an island, and your best friend, Hattie Haddington, gets kidnapped. Yep. And um, basically, he give, they put a hat on his head, and he becomes possessed by the hat. Excellent. And to rescue Hattie, you have to go through this theater that is run by a bunch of, like, cats in, like, security guard outfits. And pretty much go through a bunch of stages to ultimately rescue Hattie. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hattie, Hattie. But, but it's the game uh, about- narrated by Stamper, who has a very intense energy. Yes. If, uh, you, if you have time to listen to that beginning, oh, you owe it to yourself just to also, smile. Listen to the secret song, which is sung by Stamper. Ooh. Uh I, and I was telling per- uh, Pernell over like while we were listening to the song that I did actually beat this game co-op, but my God, it's like long enough that's quite exhausting. This is the game where like you're just like you're shooting blocks onto other blocks to knock the blocks no, no, out. No, no, right? no, 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 no. It is no, a two D platformer. It's a platformer. Oh, but the okay. the stages are all composed of blocks. Like everything is a block. Made by Behemoth, who did uh, Castle Crashers, and oh, I think okay. they did Alien Hominid. I don't they know. did. They, they did, did Castle yeah, Crashers. Yeah. The ending yeah. to this game definitely impacts Alien Hominid. Actually, they're in the same universe. The Alien Hominid. Oh my God, are they in the same universe? Yep. So it's just like this weird thing where like everything, everything in the stages is composed of blocks. Like the water is blocks connected together, yeah. and they're water blocks. Um, I'm sure there are like characters, like there are level creators. It's just such a cool game. 
the music in it is de wacky. Um, the narrative the is, is wacky. It's just fun. And you unlock new stages by acquiring currency, which is earned by going through these stages and finding the diamonds in the levels and then also getting diamonds for beating the stages as well. And you want to go fast, too, if you can. Yep. In fact, this music um, plays in levels where the clock's actually ticking downward and you have to get mm. to the end of them before you run out of time. Um, it's yeah. just a good, good game that no one i mean i want to say it was good at its time like people talked about it a little when it came out because it was the behemoth and they were big for like xbox games but then it dropped off very quickly oh how did i never know about this game what 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 am i getting it confused with what am i getting this game confused with that's a good question because i can't think of anything like it it's like a gamecube game or something no it was on xbox no i'm getting this confused with something that's like you shoot blocks into other blocks and it knocks them out Oh, I was about that one game on the Wii that Steven Spielberg did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that one the, the... Boom Blocks. Oh. Boom Blocks. Yeah, I thought this was Boom Steven Blocks. Spielberg presents Boom Blocks. That's a different game, though. That's a totally different game. <laughs> Steven Spielberg gets his. Oh this my is, this God. is Chris, Christopher Nolan presents Battle Block Theater. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Imagine it would become even more unhinged. <laughs> the funny thing about it is that the game was in his own right game. a good game, but the fact yeah. that it was like Steven Spielberg presents Boom Blocks. God, I forgot about Boom Blocks. Yeah, every time I saw Battle I Block, rewound game, to I a time from Boom before Blocks. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> turn back the clock. If I could turn back the clock. <laughs> Um, all right, so like, look, we spent a lot of time talking on the break. Oh my god! So we're, we're, we're we are very little time off for any more bonus rounds. So we're gonna have to do the double next thing. Next episode is gonna be, oops, all bonus rounds. Or we oops. can just play the tracks for them, even if we're not standing around talking about them. Now we're gonna talk about them. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk. About <laughs> I love them. you say that. I love you saying that because you're so optimistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should wow. I should I introduce my uh, my bonus round song? Yeah. Which, but what, first. But first, what? Oh, welcome to the bonus round. I should announce what the bonus round is for any of our new listeners. Yes. The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And we all brought a song. And we're going to listen to them. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Josh. Golly gosh dang darn, darn it. it. So, yeah. Night in the Woods is a game where you play as a cat. And uh, you go, you like drop out of college and you go back to your hometown. And... Uh, in your hometown, there are a bunch of like little mini games. Like you go eat pizza with your friends, and you have uh, knife stabby battles with your best friend. Uh, but then you also have a little rock band here with your with your friends. And one of the songs is called "Die Anywhere Else," which very much exemplifies like that feeling of being stuck in a small town. Uh, and it was originally written by the late Alec Halaka, uh, but this cover is by Mando Pony. Just on this tired old street Mark corners where we used to play Dust trace our tired old feet the Circles as we pace our time away I just wanna die Just not here 
Yes. So, Shell. Oh yeah. I really enjoyed this track. Is the but I've never I never played the game. I have it. I have it on my list of games to play, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Is this similar to the original in the game at all? Yeah. Or yeah. So uh, essentially, in the rock band, you play your your May, uh, and uh, she plays bass, and so it, it it plays like Guitar Hero rock band, where you have like notes coming down, uh, and instead of like actual human vocals there's just it's kind of like video gamey sounding uh but there are lyrics like there there are words that like come across the screen and it's like you have the four faces of the characters as they're like playing their instruments it's like this little music video and it does sound like this song but then they just turned like they just like oh let's take this already existing song and then like record actual instruments and sing with an actual human voice over it um and there's like two or three songs that you can play but this one is the best song in my opinion uh, and the cover is is very true to it, and it just feels like what the song would be like. Um, so yeah, it, it's like it's a good cover. And, and Night in the Woods is one of those games I've been meaning to play at some point because I've heard good things. Like yeah. it's a it's an existential game of sorts. Night like. in the Woods is a game that I feel like when I saw the Kickstarter for it, it was marketed more like a mystery, and the mystery is less important than the vibes of like that weird limbo of millennial where you're trapped where you feel like you have no money and no future and no job and you don't know where you're going in your life and you're like you see these kids and they're like where you used to be but like you're not a kid anymore that's just, but you don't yeah. feel like an adult this is and 20s so, this is 20s <laughs> yeah this yeah. is this is the 20s especially in the nowadays thing and there's a, a character named selma selmer selmers i think uh who has like this poem about like like college like you go to college and you get these uh jobs and these jobs are supposed to be home buying jobs and then become apartment renting jobs and then become staying in your parents' basement jobs. And it's mm-hmm. like, and it's just like, dang, it hits hard. Uh, but I feel like um, this is my personal take that like a lot of, there's a lot of charm in Night in the Woods, but also if you feel like you're playing for the overarching like story, quote unquote mystery, uh, that's not what the game is actually about. And so just enjoy it more for the vibes and walking around it. Yes. And, and that's where I'm coming to it for, because like I said, like everything I've heard about it was that 
it has, and you just kind of confirmed it, is that it's got this existential element to it where, like, these characters yeah. are just trying to find where the heck they belong. Like, what they're good doing. good charming music, too. Yeah. And I like that. I like games that do that. Yeah, I, I, You can I, also I, have a knife fight. And, uh, you have a knife and, fight? And is that, that the secret why you started liking the knife? No. Yeah, where, where do the knives begin, and where does Chell end? Uh, no, when, I would when, say... No, when did they begin? Yeah, yeah. When did my interest in uh, butterfly knives exist? Mm. Uh, butterfly knives, otherwise known officially as Balasong. Uh, I was interested in probably when I was playing Team Fortress 2 in like the late two thousand, like the 2010s era. Um, and I was a scout man. I don't play spy for shit. I'm terrible. Oh, scout was swearing. fun. <laughs> That's fine. Just grab the briefcase yeah. and bolt. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was a I was a cart pusher. But yeah, butterfly knives are cool. And I always wanted one when I was a teenager. And uh, I never got one because parents wouldn't let me get one. And uh, now that I'm in a approaching, I can do whatever I want. And I have my own apartment now. And I managed the finances of my apartment. And so, yeah, I decided, like, here, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go. I bought my, my first bow song was a bottle opener uh, shark. Uh, and that was by Squid Industries. It's called the Mako. Uh, and then I just started getting more and more. And now I'm, like, uh, buying and selling beans. Uh, I just like the trade. Uh, however, it has gotten a little out of hand. So, if one of y'all want to be my sugar dad, <laughs> <laughs> you keep asking um, for for. Uh, I'll I'll do it for, th- yeah. for now. They, on the positive, at least knives don't take up as much space as board games do. <laughs> Yo, my god, yeah, it's so my, relatable. Like, my back I look at board games; they look so fun. Pretty full right now. But time yeah. and and coordination. And mm-hmm. and how much time it takes to play an actual game, and how much time it takes to coordinate people, and how many people you need, and you're like, yeah. oh, I have too many people to play this one board game. I'll try, but uh, not enough people for this other game. Or like this one game is really fun, but it's also three hours long. That's why it's, all, like, it's all about this. It's all about the magic of weekly meet. I know. I'm finally yeah. settling Damn, into. I wish I had weekly meets for board games. It's all it's all the magic. Though the downside to the weekly meets is that you also want to find people that you're friend friends with, but I haven't quite nailed that down. But I at least get um, to play I mean, you two are tight. I have. But Rob has a baby. It's, it's so much harder to play when the baby needs a lot of attention. So soon. Soon That's the baby will be a, a chill game. That's why you need a low key game like uh Machi Koro or like <laughs> Which Kaido is on the shelf. or uh, Yeah, do you have to Kaido? It's, uh no, my my cousin does. So Kaido's fun. That's all right. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a really chill game. Yeah. It's more about the vibes. Yeah, what we what did we play? Last someone time? blocks your destination. We played that train game. We played um uh ticket or ride. Yeah, no, it was so it was called Switch and Oh, that game, Switch and Signal. Switch and Signal. Yeah, that was fun. That was like it was like pandemic, except it was trains. It was really good. Oh. Um, okay. Oh, Pernell, right. your bonus round. Oh, my shame. I'm I'm next. My bonus round track. Oh. Good God. Uh, all right, so this is um, a cover of some music from the game, one of my favorite games, uh, Spirit Fair. Um, this is oh. what, now. This game has multiplayer. They just didn't really tell a lot of people about it. Uh, you play as a young girl on a ship, ferrying um, spirits to the afterlife or through the afterlife, um, and then kind of helping them and talking to them through their life experiences and getting to know them. Throughout this entire like little mission that you do, you have a cat that's with you. And the cat is helping you cut down trees and helping you plant, you know, all sorts of uh, food and stuff for everyone. Um, but if you plug in a second controller and hit the start button or the option button or whatever, a second player can play as the cat and you can work together. And it's it's yeah. pretty cool. And there's all these uh, all these like special animations just for the cat. So um, that's how I'm tying this music into it. <laughs> We're gonna listen to um, Gwen's theme 
from Spirit Fair. was a remix sorry by the artist i don't remember right now <laughs> baby in the brain it, it was like three letters it was like uh someone who put a bunch of stuff up on youtube and and so i'll have i'll have all of that information on our website and on, on the show notes of the podcast but pranel what's your next uh track for us so and actually now i feel like tonight i'm going to buy the sequel to this because i've been kicking around long enough but this track is from the first version, or the first game, Friedel Planet, mind you. The cat oh, in reference yeah. being Carol, the cat with a motorcycle for some reason. Love it. Um, but it's a fantastic game. If you've never played it and you like the Sonic, classic Sonic vibe, you would like from Freedom Planet. 
But this track is a cover of Fortune Night Area 1, and it was done by Blue Taro. That was really cute. <laughs> was it? That was, was cute. It was super cute. That was cute. That was cute. You're cute. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're adorable, man. Oh. This is from Freedom Planet. This is a cover of the Fortune Night One stage theme, covered by Blue Taro. Um, I. It's funny that I have only played one track, maybe two from this game in the history of the show, and it was pretty much Fortune Night One. So it was kind of nice to be like, I can look for a cover of this track and I can do it again, technically, because I love this track so darn much. This and the, Air and the Sky Battalion levels are yeah, I was gonna say, choice. Uh, this game sounds familiar, but as you mentioned it on the show like one time. Yeah, it, but it's a good game. It's stuck in the back of my brain. Well, for more information on the bonus round, please go to rhythmandpixels.com where we'll have links to all these artists' band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere you can go download, buy, stream the music, support these artists.
want to thank you, everyone, for listening to us and joining us on this episode. This is the last episode of season 36, 36-10 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is Felines with Shell Wong Audio. Yeah. At Shell Wong Audio. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been great thank having you. Yeah. I, I've missed you guys so much, you know? Um, so... We definitely need to hang out more often, but I was like, oh, I need to wait until I have something to plug. And now I do. It's Whisker Squads and Survivors. Check it out. Wishlist it on Steam or if the episode's already out, uh, go ahead and buy it. And you can get a bundle with the soundtrack as well. Um, I worked really hard in the audio, music and sound design, and uh, it's the same developers as Race the Sun. So you know it's going to be good. Uh, but yeah. And also, if you want more from me, I'm at Chelwong Audio everywhere. Uh, if you want to see my knives, uh, it's on Instagram. <laughs> is, a lot it, of is it Shell Wong uh, knives and audio? No, it's just Shell Wong audio. And then I have a new YouTube channel, which is Shell Wong Bow Song. Excellent. Um, so great. The um, what was I going to say? I can't remember anymore. Anyway, <laughs> slash Adams. You don't have to have something to plug in order to come on our show. Oh, absolutely. You oh, are yeah. a pleasure to have as a guest on our show. Keep every in time. mind, something to plug, quote unquote, could be just a game you like. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to or be it's a, like, a, you a can, professional you can product. Pl- you can plug, Let me your plug own. my balance on YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Well, our next episode will be about your knives. Or just not oh a topic. Oh, my God. If we knives. could have a knife episode, uh, uh, sharp, sharp things. Hmm. Famous game um, And if you want to get in contact with the show, the best thing you can do is to send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And we can also check out our website. www.rhythmandpixels.com. Um, uh, uh, links to all of our episodes, past episodes are on there. And um, links to our Discord is on the website. Um, and just information about the show, you can get right there. You can. Uh, we have a uh, YouTube radio station, uh, Rhythm and Pixels Radio, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is just to, to share it, tell people about it. Um, you can also support us by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. As a member there, you get access to um, ad-free episodes. You get access to... Um, our our live stream events, which we'll have to get back to soon. Yes, yeah, so we need to actually have like two Patreon episodes. Yeah, we need to kind of kind of got a backlog Ooh. of Patreon episodes to get onto. Uh, but uh, as a member, you also get stuff like stickers. There's mugs and there's ex- exclusive T-shirts. And we also like to thank all of our members who are at the highest levels at the end of every episode. So we want to thank Brooke, Corey, and Khalid. The three of you, thank you very very much. And I think we just received an email from Khalid. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for that. We very much it. appreciate. No, no, actually, it was uh, Vashin eighty sixty. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look at my email again. Make sure. I'm gonna shout out everybody anyway. I want to thank you to Kristen GameFam forty four, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast. Thank you to Mike, my uh, fellow fellow father out there, Mike. Thank you to Vashin eighty sixty. Uh, I want to thank Super Game Station www.supergamestation.com. Thank you to the Ant Master, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos. Kung Fu Carlito, host of the Heroes 3 podcast. Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Well, thank you to Christopher Senstrom, host of the Gameable Audio podcast. Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Good, David Taylor, Enchilada Regol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Snyder, host of the XVGM Radio podcast. Keith Shusterman, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium. Uh, Reinhard Zilkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, and Zach Thornbach. Um, it was Zach. By the way, Zach. I was like, <laughs> I saw the name. I'm right like, yeah. there, literally. Thank you very much for that email. It was it was really really nice to to read it and to see. So, um, and I will say just to, as a reiteration to that point, it did. It that email came at like the right freaking time. 
Like I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, we really needed that uh, to hear that. So it, it was super important. So thank you. We don't always respond, but we read everything that gets sent to us, and it's really, really nice. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, next week is going to be another uh, throwback episode. So episodes that have fallen off the feed because the feed is too long. Uh, I'm oh, kind of no. bring. I'm bringing back every other week. So last week was ease. And this following week, I, I haven't picked it yet, but it might be like a, a Christmas episode or something like ease Christmas part two. Ooh. Yeah, uh, did we do a second ease. We did ease again. We did ease again, but that's on the feed. You can find that one. <laughs> but there's stuff out there that's not on the feed, so um, we're gonna we're kind of popping that good out. Good place there. games. Good place games is a really good one. Um, actually, uh, and it ties into the earlier topic we had. Too, yeah, so. actually, anything that's earlier than World Three, I think, is what we can go down there. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's how far back it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was t- t- 2016 or 2016 or 2017 was the last one. Yeah, I know. That was a long time ago. Um, yeah, older than Shell, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Shell, thanks again for coming on our show. We really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining the show. It's Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great day. And remember, I like to trash. I like to talk trash about cats half the friggin' time. You know, they don't. You don't own a cat. The cat owns you. They'll pee on all your furniture. Huh. They pee on your cables. They nibble through your My stuff. My rugs. All your precious rugs. Yeah, they're just gone. Cats take care of them. But let's be honest here. Cats are probably some of the best roommates you can have if you're looking for just like a random pet companions to have around your home. Because yeah, they are kind of autonomous and do their own thing. But also. As a result of that, you know that when a cat wants to spend time with you, it's because the cat actually wants to spend time with you. And when the cat doesn't want to, it's going to tell you, get the heck out of here. I'm going to slash your face. Um, But I will say I genuinely have enjoyed the time I've spent with cats at friends' houses. And just how Rob's cat headbutts me whenever I come to visit. Literally headbutts me. He's super friendly. You You should meet my cats. Have Kyo and Roki. And my roommate's cat's name is Rigby. Rigby. That's a great great cat name. I love my sons. They're so good. Cats get the best names. They're so so dumb. Yeah, and that's what makes them extra special. Like they're their own beings that just kind of hang out in home and house in the house with you. Um, They make great companions. So if you have the space and the capacity and the time, and also you can waterproof your toys. Um, by all means, get yourself a cat. Go adopt a cat. Find one on the street. Lead it to your house with a can of tuna fish and then get it rabies shots. Have fun with your pets. Get a pet and ultimately kind of also save the life of a furry friend. Spay and neuter your animals. That's right. Bob Barker. Yeah. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.